On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space, it's okay for you to pull over on the side of your journey and take a break and to regroup. Like it's cool, even if other people are flying by you, because sometimes as an overachiever, that can be a bit bothersome when you're a little stagnant because of your predicament, but you see everyone else that's like moving ahead and they're doing their thing. But letting yourself know, like, it's okay for me to just get my bearings and be still right now. Like that is so crucial. And so I just want to remind you, lady, like it's okay to let yourself off the hook. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey, lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California? and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. All right, our quote of the day. Stability is the state of having your bearings and being able to navigate the world around you. That quote comes to us from our own Terry Lomax. All right, T, this quote, what does it mean to you? Because I know you have some caveats. So What does that mean to you? Stability is the state of having your bearings and being able to navigate the world around you. Well, first, let me just say, lady, I think we talked about this in the last episode, but you know, Don, behind the scenes, I just went through a very chaotic time in life and I'm finally on the other side of that. And so it's so interesting when you are accustomed, like you, you had an a lot of instability maybe at some point in life and then you get stable and then it's, it's taken away again. And so adjusting to that. So the reason I, the reason that I, you know, stated this quote is because I think that this is what it means to me at this point in my life. I do think that when you think of what stability means, it is subjective. So it really depends on the person. I think that it evolves with us. So what stability looks like for me today is very different from what it looked like for me when I was in college, right? Or when I was in high school. And then I also believe that you can be stable within your mind, even though there is chaos outside of you and around you. So I think it's an evolving definition. Lady, as you listen, you may think, well, 
I have a different definition of what stability might mean for me, right? So that's what I would say, Don. What about you? What do you think about this particular quote and how it resonates with you and your life or how it doesn't resonate with your life? Well, I think that it definitely, it definitely does resonate. And I agree with it that one, that it is definitely subjective, right? That how one define one of us may define stability is definitely and should look different than how someone else defines stability because each of our experiences are unique. And so what you need to feel comfortable, what you need to navigate the world around you, I wholeheartedly believe is supposed to be different than what I need to navigate the world around me. Yes, there might might be some overlap, but each of us has our own things that we need to feel stable in this life. I would agree with that. I just think that we're living in a time right now, though, where people are so pressed to define what things mean to other people, right? Like someone will come up with a definition and they're like, okay, everyone has to assimilate to this perspective and this way of living. And so I'm glad that we're emphasizing that before we dive in deeper, where it's like, this is just our definition. This doesn't necessarily have to be yours. And so before we dive into our tips or the ways to find stability during unstable times, Dom, can you, like, if you think back to a time in your life where you did not have stability and like what that looked like and how you showed up in life, can you like paint that picture and just share that? And I'll think of mine. I think I talked about it last time again, but I can share a bit more detail about that because I don't do well when I'm not in a stable position. Like it's not, it's not fun. You know what I mean? Like, and some people, they thrive in those environments where there's there's chaos or there's excitement, they might see it as, right? But for me, I'm like, I need stability. That is so important for my mental health, for me to show up in a powerful way, in my opinion, at least. So can you think of a time? As I was sitting with the definition of stability and a time in my life when I didn't have that, right? When I didn't have what I needed to, when I didn't have my bearings, when I didn't have what I needed to navigate in the world, I can think what what's coming up for me are maybe moments in time, but not extenuating circumstances. And when I reflect on that, that makes me feel incredibly blessed, right? I can recall moments growing up in a single parent household where I know that there was a struggle to maybe pay the bills, right? But for me as an individual in those moments, it wasn't necessarily something that I had to sit with, right? My mom was shouldering that responsibility. And so As a kid during those times, we always had a roof over our head. We always had clothes to wear. Even if I might not have liked the clothes, we had clothes to wear, right? There was always food. I might not have liked the options, but there was food. And even if there were moments when our lights might have gotten cut off because she forgot to pay the bill or couldn't pay the bill, 
there was always a way to make it work. So maybe we lit candles or maybe we went to a relative's house. And so I think about in childhood, there being like moments where it may have seemed unstable, but in the bigger picture, things were stable. We were, I as an individual was able to navigate things because my mom shouldered that responsibility, right? And so I I share that piece to think for us to kind of think about and reflect on when we speak about experiencing or feeling unstable are the feelings because of things that we have control over or because of external circumstances, right? So I think when I think about external circumstances that I didn't have control over that made it difficult to figure out how to navigate the world around me, I think about like those first couple of weeks, first couple of months in the pandemic, right? Going back to March, 2020 and thinking about not knowing. So not really knowing, not being able to predict what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen next week. And so because there was that inability to predict, things felt uncertain. And so I couldn't have my bearings because things felt too uncertain, too unknown. It was unprecedented for all of us. And so I think that's probably the the most recent time that I can recall where I I truly felt unstable. I've had stressful times, <laughs> lots of stressful moments in life. Yeah. But, <laughs> but in terms of feeling unstable, the start of the pandemic was probably the most unstable that I can recall in adulthood. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned to get those promo codes and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, I don't mean to get all up in your business, but I have a serious question for you. How have you been caring for yourself lately? I don't know about you, but I've been investing in my self-care heavy as of late. Okay, the world is a little cray-cray and I need to keep myself calm, cool, and collected. So for me, this includes spiritual baths, working out, and meditation. Now, the funny thing is when I first started meditating, I could only meditate for about a minute. Seriously, I just couldn't focus. My mind was racing. I am one of those people where it feels like I have a million thoughts running through my mind per minute, and it's very hard for me to focus. And I also struggle with anxiety. So I'm that person that's in bed trying to get to sleep, and my thoughts are just running, running through my head, running through my head, right? But I've started using Calm, and now I can say that I've meditated. I think the longest I've meditated these days is probably around 30 to 40 minutes, which is huge for me. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, what am I supposed to do for all that time? Girl, we got you. So the cool thing is Dom and I are partnering with Calm, the number one mental health wellness app, to give you tools that can improve the way that you feel. You can reduce stress and anxiety through guided meditations, improve focus with curated music tracks, and rest and recharge with Calm's imaginative sleep stories for children and adults. There's even new daily movement sessions designed to relax your body and uplift your mind. Calm is ready to help you stress less, sleep more, and live a happier 
healthier life. And since you're listening to the show, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash herspace. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash herspace for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash herspace. Our next partner has a product I literally use every single day. And it costs less than $3 a day. It also supports better sleep quality and recovery. So let's get into the deets. Now, I started taking AG1 because I often struggle to get enough greens in my diet. But as we all know, it's important for us. I've also been working on prioritizing better gut health. So this was perfect for me. A model that I'm really trying to adopt these days is eat to live instead of living to eat. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, and probiotics. I literally begin my morning with eight ounces of water and my one scoop of AG1 before I start my meditation and as I'm tidying up the house. It really helps me to start my day off on the right foot because if I don't get as many vegetables throughout the day, I know I'm good because I invested in my all-in-one nutritional insurance in the morning, okay? Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's literally one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash her. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash her and take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, let's get back to the show. That's a good one. That makes sense. I think I think a lot of people are going to resonate with that example because we all went through that together. So it's like, yeah, girl, I remember. I mean, that's a wild, that's such a wild time. And I think that that was more than two years ago at this point, right? Crazy, yes. crazy. Right. I'm with you, Don. I'm thinking about, right? I'm thinking about two of the things we mentioned. One being... When you're like unstable from a mental perspective, but things are stable on the outside. And that's the example I think about, which I've talked about on the show before. But I think back to the period in my life when I was in grad school. And for me, let me just say, when I think about stability and what it looks like in action in my life, there are a few things, right? And I think many of us are going to connect with this. Basic needs are met, right? So you have shelter, you have food. For me, a working vehicle or some kind of way to like, you know, get around, reliable transportation, I would say consistent and sufficient income. So knowing where's where's my money coming from, where the bag coming from, like where these coins coming from, that I would also say for me though, it's like time for self-care and like time to just be like if I'm go, go, go constantly to me that I don't feel very stable in that in that moment. I need space to just be, to breathe, to journal. And then I need to have my checkbook balanced. I am so I'm like old school. I still manage my checkbook. It is in an app now. I use, I literally just recently moved from paper checkbook. But for me, that is so comforting to know like, okay, all my books are balanced. I know how much money I have. Like I know what's going on. For me, that is what it looks like in action. And so I would say when I was in grad school and I had my own apartment, I had a car, I was getting my degree, I had money. But for me, the the instability came from the mental. I was all fucked up on the inside. And so I was struggling with low self-esteem. I was trying to manage this new 
area that I was living in because I had just moved to a different city by myself. And I was trying to find myself. And for me, that was at a point in life where a lot of the childhood trauma that I experienced was coming up for me. Okay, Dom, really quick. I'm going to be very still. Y'all, I have beads in my hair. I'm doing like a throwback. Look right now, Alicia Keys, giving Alicia Keys and like childhood beads. So I'm going to stop moving so much, Dom. And that'll, okay. I think that'll help us. Okay. Thank you, girl. Yeah. Dom was just let me know, y'all, like, girl, your beads are moving. Okay. So I'm going to be very still. <laughs> but does that make sense, Dom? Like from a, from a yes. mental perspective. And it's, yeah. it's so interesting because when I thought before having this conversation with you, I was like, oh, yeah, if my basic needs are met, like, I'm good. I'm stable. But it's like, no, that actually isn't the case because I experienced that before where the external was good, but it was the internal where I was struggling. And I do want to talk about, I want to hear you chime in, Dom, on like the internal, but I also want to talk about some of the unhealthy ways in which we may show up and cope when things are not stable. Because I know I have some toxic, unhealthy habits when things are not going well for me. And I'd love to just dive into those with y'all. So what do you think, Dom, about the mental yeah, I think the mental bring that's a good point, right? That you if you are experiencing intense anxiety, if you are experiencing significant depression, there are things, yeah, though and schizophrenia, other mental health concerns, maybe ADHD, maybe bipolar disorder. All of those things can cause instability, right? And you're absolutely right that that mental instability is a big factor in how we show up in the world and how we perceive the world around us. And so when we think about, yeah, when we think about mental stability, it is important to take that into consideration. That's so powerful because it really is all about perspective. And when you think about the mental not being stable, it does shift how you see the world. And then that impacts how you show up. So, right. And for me, I would say that when I had those moments of, I think back to being in toxic relationships, because I feel like whenever I was in the past, you know, in a toxic relationship, I felt like I was sometimes in like a fog or a daze where I would be yep. tolerating stuff I didn't want to tolerate. I would I would just find myself, I felt like a zombie in some ways because I didn't realize how, going to be gentle with myself, I didn't realize how detrimental my decisions were until I was on the other side, right? They say hindsight is twenty twenty. So I look back like, girl, yeah. you put up with that shit? Girl, what the fuck? What's wrong with you? And in yeah. the moment, it just... I just felt like I was just stuck. I was stuck like Chuck and I was just going through the motions and and doing that. So for me, when I'm not stable, not all the time, but like historically, this is, these are things that I participated in. So I just wrote a little list here. Alcohol. I remember my senior year in college, I was going through a lot of stuff and I was drinking a lot. And I think I was doing that to numb myself from not feeling whatever I was feeling. I would also indulge in frivolous sex that was just meaningless. It was just like, like not even knowing like why am I even participating in this or sometimes not even wanting to but just like doing it anyway lowering my standards especially in relationships and friendships and not wanting to be alone like whatever I could do to really numb not thinking about my predicament or not having to face myself those were some of the things that I did during those times and all of those things are common and I use the word and I'm going to say, use air quotes, normal responses, right? 
to instability, right? Like those things to numb yourself. So drug use, alcohol use, sex that you're not being intentional about, like avoiding being alone or isolating. So there's, so an intentionally isolating, shutting everyone out so that you don't have to engage, right? So that you don't have to address what's really coming up for you. All of those things are common and normal responses to to instability. You know, I think about with the pandemic, how there you saw so many people posting, particularly like I saw parents posting about how much alcohol was being consumed, right? And in the middle of the day, because they were that's their, that was their way of coping with the instability, with the unknown. And I think that acknowledging that for ourselves is important. Recognizing that that was, that's a coping strategy. It's not healthy, but it was a, it's a coping strategy. Some people were binge watching television for 10 hours a day. That's not necessarily healthy either. And so really identifying in those moments, like identifying what are the things that you're doing to find some stability or to not address dealing with the instability. I do recognize that a lot of folks, when they have mental instability, will engage in those behaviors to numb. Because sometimes drinking to the point of intoxication or using drugs gets you to that space where you don't have to, your mind shuts off, right? And so you don't have to think about it. You don't have to address it. And I get it. Doing the, engaging in that behavior gives you that temporary relief. And ideally, our brains pursue pleasure and avoid pain. So when we're engaging in those behaviors, that's sending the message to our brain, this feels pleasurable right now in this moment. So we're going to keep doing it. And so just thinking about, you know, how to how we navigate those moments of instability is really important. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, Dom. I'm just over here looking at our notes and I know we're going to dive into these seven ways that you can really find stability during unstable times. However, again, it's all subjective. So what we want you to do, lady, we're going to drop a yellow square on our Instagram and you can literally go to our Instagram at Herspace Podcast and just scroll until you see a yellow square, depending on when you listen to this episode. And we want you to drop your number eight. So we're going to share seven, but we may have missed something, right? Or there's something that's very personal to you that you used in your journey. So go share that so that other ladies can check it out. So Dom, I guess we'll just dive right into number one. And number one is get clear on the state of the world. And for me, this means getting clear on what's happening in life right now. I think that, I don't know, you ever been lost and you have your GPS up and you're just like, where am I trying to go? And I, I look at life sometimes, like I'm in a car and I'm you know, looking at my GPS trying to figure life out. And I feel like it's so important to understand where you are in order for you to get to where you want to be. And so I think just doing a quick 
a quick check, right? Like a life check on like, okay, what, what's happening? What's happening? How did I get here? And where do I hope to be? Even if you don't have the bandwidth to think about where you want to be or not, how you're going to get to where you want to be, right? Just thinking about it in general, I think can be really important. I know for me sometimes life will just, I know recently, like I felt like life just kind of pulled the rug from under me. And I was like, damn, but journaling and really analyzing the situation and understanding what happened, why it happened, where I am, that for me keeps me grounded personally. I love that being of tapping into the moment and thinking about what's happening in the moment. I also think about getting clear on the state of the world also means not just where you are in you as an individual in that moment, but getting clear on what's happening around you and how what's happening around you may be impacting you. Right. Yes, girl. Like I think about at the time that we're recording this episode, we still in that panoramic we still mm-hmm. we are we are still dealing with the pandemic, right? Yes. And we are recording after the Supreme Court released several unsettling decisions. And so recognizing how the state of the world might be impacting where you are right now, right? Yes. And Looking at your current landscape, as you were saying, is not just about where you physically are in this exact moment, but what is the cultural, sociopolitical, economic climate that you are sitting in? And what role do you want to play in it, right? Because it might not be helpful for us to think about on the individual level how we got to where we are as a collective. But what role do you want to play in that? And so then that takes us to number two, right? To tapping into your resources. So who's in your network? What are the local programs that can offer you assistance? What are the online communities that you can connect to? You know, just thinking about what it is that you're needing in this moment to become stable and accessing those resources. If you're in a space of mental instability, so figuring out how to find a therapist how to find maybe a psychiatrist if you need medication, how to find a spiritual healer if that's the route that feels most aligned with you, if you are needing an executive coach or a career coach or a life coach or a financial coach or a fitness coach, whatever it might be that's causing the instability, Tapping into who are the people, what are the organizations that can help you, right? Google can be your best friend and your worst enemy. So I would say, you know, buyer beware when when you are utilizing Google for your resources. As much as we love Google and who would have thought that 10, 15 years ago, 
I wouldn't have thought that we would be using Google to figure these things out, right? Google can be a, can be a huge help, but again, beware. Know how to critically analyze and identify the sources of information that you are accessing. T, what yes. about you? Oh, I would agree with that. I think there are some best practices for Googling. A lot of times when I talk to some of my like students about what to Google, they're like, well, I don't know what to Google. I don't know how to search for it. So I think really understanding like keywords, right? Like how what keywords do you want to type into Google? Or you could even you could even Google Google best practices. So you can learn how to Google things better to get the results that you're looking for. Girl, part of me when you were speaking about Google, the back of my mind was like, girl, you could pull out the white pages or the yellow pages. But that's like old school. <laughs> Girl, that's, that's on Google now. <laughs> okay, exactly. Remember that back in the day, though, going through the white pages, y'all, and the yellow pages? Oh, my gosh. So that takes us to number three. Number three is let yourself off the hook. And for me, what this means is you don't need to, and this is really a word for me, so I know everybody that's listening, lady, you all don't struggle with this. This is just a me thing. Girl, you don't need to grind to perform in every season. And that is something that, I really Ooh. need to sit with. I'm going to say it one more time now for the people in the back. Yes, the people in the okay. back. People in the Me. back, back. person in the back. Yes. <laughs> right, right, as I raise my hand. You don't need to grind and perform in every season. And for me, this last incident that I'll maybe dive into on the podcast at some point, but this last situation that happened that really shook my family and I, I had a bunch of goals and things that I wanted to focus on. I thought I wanted to focus on during that time, but I had I, I decided to put them on the back burner. And really, Dom and I, we even talked about this. We were like, okay, some of the goals that we have, we're going to revisit them in a couple months and we're going to coast right now. Sometimes it's okay to coast. Lisa Nichols, one of my favorite motivational speakers, she did a talk one time and she was saying, you know, it's okay for you to pull over on the side of your journey and take a break and to regroup. Like it's cool. Even if other people are flying by you, because sometimes as an overachiever, that can be a bit bothersome when you're a little stagnant because of your predicament, but you see everyone else that's like moving ahead and they're doing their thing, but letting yourself know, like, it's okay for me to just get my bearings and be still right now. Like that is so crucial. And so I just want to remind you lady, like, it's okay to let yourself off the hook. That resonated with you too, Don. What you think? It did. It did. I needed to hear that. And I know there are lots of others that need to hear that too, that, you know, we, we're in a grind culture right now and we don't listen to our bodies and we'll have a, we have another episode on burnout. And so that's definitely one to check out because it is important to let yourself off that hook, like you said, to give yourself permission to rest and, yes. and recharge. It's okay to do it. And I keep saying that so that it sits in my spirit too. Amen. <laughs> Come on. And so that takes us to number four. Don't stop dreaming. Oh, listen. When you stop dreaming, what's the point? What's the point of continuing to pursue that next thing if you're no longer dreaming about it, right? Or you're no longer dreaming of something. To me, dreaming, no matter how big or small, 
gives us that space to kind of just be creative, right? It gives us that space to think about all of the possibilities. And oftentimes it's in those moments when we find the inspiration or the motivation or a new idea comes about and maybe a solution to another problem. And so I would say just, yeah, don't stop dreaming. Really allow yourself that space to really think about what it is that you want out of life. What are your hopes and your wishes? I would agree with that, Dom. I would say that one of the things, especially when you're in a stage of you know, instability, is to remember that you are not defined by where you are in your journey. And I think that is something that really, it's a quote that I really leaned into during some of my rough patches because I sometimes got a little discouraged when I thought about my dreams in the midst of where I was because it didn't seem as realistic anymore because of I was in a, a lower energy state at that time and just really surviving and not really thriving. And so as I began to navigate and like work through those thoughts and that experience, I began to brain dump and just continue to write down, okay, once I do get settled, this is what I'm going to do. And now that I am settled, I'm able to do a lot of those things. But again, letting yourself off the hook means let me just do a brain dump of the goals that I have so that when I do have a chance to actually take action on my dreams, I, I have a list here. And I'm not like, hmm, what do I want to do? Like you already have it, you know, in the in the chamber waiting for you. Did you want to say something else? Yes, I do want to come back to something that you mentioned about being low energy, right? Mm-hmm. That when we're in those spaces of low energy and, I, you know, I said something earlier about like, what's the point, right? So when you have those types of questions coming up for you and you're in that low energy space, I would also use that as, a, as information for yourself mm-hmm. to know that to one, recognize that's a sign that you are feeling unstable and then go and get help, right? That if you're in that low energy, energy space, when you're not able to dream or hope or wish, that that could be a sign of some depression. Mm-hmm. And know that it's okay to, it's important actually to go and seek out help. Yes, I'm so glad you said that. It made me think of something else, but I'm going to try to stay focused. And if it comes back to me, we'll, we'll dive into it after. But the the fifth one here, lady, is surround yourself with good energy. And Dom, when I think about this particular point, it makes me think back to my pregnancy journey. And we talked about the goals that I had for my birth. And lady, my goal was to have a home water birth, unmedicated And I realized throughout my pregnancy journey that as I began to share this with folks, some people had either bad experiences or a fear mindset, or they were just projecting and they would say things that kind of just hit me a certain way where I was like, oh, okay, I probably won't share anything else with them because it just wasn't on the vibration that I was trying to cultivate for myself and my family. And so I would say you definitely, especially when you're vulnerable, you definitely want to be mindful of who you are around and who you're letting pour into you. That goes for the content you're consuming on social media. I've had to take fasts 
and unfollow the shade room. I'm sorry, y'all. I like my gossip, but sometimes when my energy is not in a good space, I just can't consume certain content because it's just yes. it just doesn't do anything for me because I'm not strong enough to be able to take it in, right? Or I'm just in that state. I also want to think of a visual, right? So I'm in a studio right now. Dom, you have a chair that you're sitting in. I have a chair that I'm sitting in. If you think about the activity I'm sure we used to do when we were younger, where you stand up on a chair and you have to try to pull someone up, it's a lot easier for someone to pull us down when you're standing on the chair versus you pull someone up on the chair with you. And so I like to think of that image when it comes to you being in a vulnerable state and maybe you aren't stable in life and you need some support right now. You really want to be mindful of who you're surrounding yourself with so they don't pull you down. And then you, you look up and you're like, God damn, how did I get here? Right. So. I love yeah. that visual. That is a perfect visual of what that means when you're unstable. Right. Or how someone else, how the energy around you could cause you to become unstable. Right. Because if I'm, if I'm looking, if I'm visualizing, then if I'm on the chair and I'm good, right? If you are pulling me down, then now I'm not stable anymore, right? But in order for me to pull you up, I have to first, in order for that to work, I have to first stabilize myself. That's what makes it easy when I stabilize myself. And in those moments, Chances are, if we're working together, then that means that you are saying things to uplift me. I'm saying things to motivate you. And before you know it, we're both standing on that chair together. So I, I love that visual of what it means to really, the, and, and the importance and necessity to surround yourself with good energy. And so then that takes us to tip number six, get clear on what stability looks like given the current circumstance. So again, each of us is unique and has unique needs and what stability looks like for us. And depending on the stage and phase of our life, that's what stability looks like will be different, right? So what I need as an adult mid-career to be stable might look different in the middle of a pandemic, did look different than myself in graduate school, right? Or even early in my career. And I know for sure it's going to look different towards the end of my career when I'm nearing retirement. And so you want to truly be clear on what you need to have to have your bearings so that you can navigate your current circumstances. And part of that also requires flexibility recognizing that what I needed for stability in February 2020 was different than what I needed in March 2020. And so just being clear on what stability looks like for you in the current moment. 
I love that you said that, Don, because honestly, at the end of the day, most of us, I want to say all of us really are doing the best we can with the tools that we have and the level of self-awareness and knowledge that we have. And that takes us to number seven, lady, which is self-care, right? And we have so many episodes about self-care, so definitely go check those out. But Don, one of the things I want to touch on when we talk about self-care too is that I don't know about you, but I've come a long way in my journey with confidence and self-esteem and in my career and all these things. However, my struggles, like the mental struggles that I have here and there, whether it's hormonal or whether it's just like, you know, my mind is just going through something right now. Like there are still moments where I struggle with unworthiness and imposter syndrome and I have low confidence moments, moments of being insecure. And I feel like sometimes, I don't know if people do this to us, but I know that I used to put people that were either public figures or people that I admired, I put them on a pedestal and I'd be like, oh, that person, they probably don't struggle with that. Or really separating myself from them when it came to the human experience and what we experienced. And I think we all have struggles and I think we're going to continue to have them until the day that we die. So yeah, I think it's important for us to just say that, like, you are not alone, lady. Like, I be struggling some days, okay? And I know sometimes Dom and I, like, we'll text. I'm like, girl, like, I be struggling sometimes. And I think it's important for us to really talk about the fact that it happens. Like, a couple months ago, I was, like, on the bathroom floor crying, like, having a breakdown. Like, it happens, you know? Like, it's it's happens to the best of us, and it's okay. You know what I mean? So I want to talk more about self-care, but I want to see, Dom, if you had something to, to share about that. I, I appreciate you sharing that because that's real, right? That, like... Just because someone has a a title mm-hmm. does not take away from their, their humanness, their humanity, right? And that all of us, no matter how evolved we are, still have our moments, right? I still have moments where I'm like crying, bawling my eyes out. And it might, and it varies, right? Sometimes it might be that I am bawling my eyes out because I'm reading a book or watching something on TV and it really pulled at my heartstrings. Or it might be that there was something that happened and it really got to me emotionally. And I needed to give myself that space to cry it out. And I think that that's also, that's part of good self-care is letting ourselves feel those emotions. Because personally, I believe that when we hold it in, that's what's going to lead to the instability. Mm -hmm. Because our body is going to keep finding ways to tell us it needs to come out. Mm-hmm. So if we don't want to let it out in, in through our tears, it's going to show up some other kind of way. You choose. Sure how do, how do you want it to show up? Okay. Because the body, your body is keeping score. Our bodies are keeping yes. score. And I just want to yes. touch on some really quick self-care, lady. Just like, and I honestly was thinking of free self-care methods because I know for yes. me, like I was doing some of my, you know, massages and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, my budget's a little tight right now. So let me go ahead and capitalize on these free self-care options. So for me, that's like a walk, right? Nature, being out Mm -hmm. in nature. Sometimes it's so hard when I'm in that state of like depression or I'm struggling and it's so hard for me to open up the curtains and get outside. But once I do it, I'm like, I'm so glad I did this. It was so good for my spirit. So walking, dancing, moving your body, working out, 
journaling. Dom already said crying. I think also just catching up with you know family or friends or people that give you good energy, a nice FaceTime call if you you know can't see folks in person. So those are some of the ways in which I was leaning into self care recently. I love those. I think, and I think that it is good to think about the free things, right? And yeah, think about the things that don't require much effort in terms of, yes. oh, I have to have this product in order to do this. Because I think about people, you know, the current phase of, okay, self-care looks like taking a bubble bath and having mani-pedi and doing facials and all that. That requires money. That requires products. It doesn't require any money to step outside and walk outside your door. Mm-hmm. Dancing. I mean, yes, you could pay to go dancing somewhere, but you know, you could take a twerk class, you know, you could take a pole dancing class, like all those pay to get into the club, but you could turn on some music and dance for free right in your living room or in your bedroom or naked in the mirror in your bathroom, whatever works for you, you know? And so figuring out, like you said, no matter what your budget is, there are ways for you to take care of yourself. That's right. That's right. And lady, we're going to do a very quick recap. And then we want you to go to Instagram and we're going to tell you what to do again, just in case you forgot. So we have number one, get clear on the state of the world. We have number two, tap into your resources. Number three, let yourself off the hook, girl. Number four, don't stop dreaming. Number five, surround yourself with good energy. Number six, get clear on what stability looks like given the current circumstance. Number seven is self-care. And then number eight, we want you to go to our Instagram at Herspace Podcast. Scroll, scroll, scroll until you see the yellow square. It's just going to be a yellow square and it's going to be our insider. Okay. So anyone that comments, we're going to know you listened to this whole episode because you would have commented and shared your number eight. Other people that are following us and they didn't listen, they're going to be like, what's going on? What do we even do on this post? I'm confused, but you got the tea. So go do that, lady. We'll see you in the comment section. Anything else, Tom? Can't wait to read your comments. Hey. Hey, lady. It's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website at cultivatingherspace.com. And be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. Just because I can do it all doesn't mean I have to do it all.